Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and we have a big show so let's get started. First thing, let's talk about the giveaway. Last week, Mark won. Mark said, you know what, it costs too much money to ship this stuff to the UK and I am not a really big hat person anyway so put the, the hat back into the contest and redraw. So I did and Carl won. So Carl, congratulations. I will be mailing out your package as soon as I get done with this podcast. But we have some more business. We have some more things to give away. So I am going to go to my random number generator. We have 14 people that could potentially win. 13 if you don't include Carl. And we're going to click the button. And we got number 10. And go to our spreadsheet. And Nate Z. Nate, congratulations. You are a winner. So I'm going to email you your options and congratulations, Nate. That's awesome. I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for supporting the show. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, go to supportkilowatt.com or patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. And you can kind of see what options are up there and if any of those work for you. It'd be amazing if you could support the show. All the money goes back into the show. None of the money goes into my pocket. Okay, let's get to the videos. So I have two videos on silicon carbide in electronics, and one specifically in electronics, and the other one is in EVs and Tesla. One's an hour and 25 minutes long, and the other one's 20 minutes long. Why am I bringing this up? Well, you'll find out later in the show. But if you want to learn more about silicon carbide, then... By all means, check those videos out. I watched both videos, and the information was mostly over my head, although I do feel like I have a better grasp on how this technology works. And like I said, we're going to be talking about it in a later story. So I only suggest taking a look at it. Okay, next up, there's a video of a guy standing in what looks like a mall parking lot, and he summons his Tesla, and the Tesla backs out of its space, and you know, drives to him at the sidewalk and stops, and then he gets in the car, which is kind of neat. Our final video shows a Model S wading through floodwaters. This is so dumb. I wish people would stop doing stuff like this. Yes, your Model S is somewhat buoyant. Yes, 
it is actually somewhat waterproof. However, if you get into trouble and something happens and you need to be rescued, the first people who are going to likely try and rescue you are well-intentioned bystanders. And most of them are not trained to do perform swift water rescue. Most firefighters and first responders aren't trained to do swift water rescue, to be honest with you. Not trained in a way that's that's proficient to actually get into the water and, and try and save you. So now you're putting any number of untrained bystanders out there and they're putting their lives at risk to try and save this person who decided to be dumb. And then once you know the bystanders can't handle it, they call 911. And now the firefighters and, and police officers and EMS personnel, they get there and they have to, A, get all of the other people out of the water because on an emergency scene, well-intentioned people don't always listen and they're not always compliant when you ask them to get out of the way. So you, you, now the first responders have to get all those people out of the water and out of the way. Hopefully, none of them got into trouble of their own and need to be rescued, which makes everything more complicated. And then they have to rescue the person who decided to drive through these floodwaters. It's, it's just not a good idea. It's very, honestly, it's selfish. So I watched this. All I could think about was somebody getting hurt that has nothing to do with this person driving through the floodwaters. It's, you know, some other random person getting hurt or dying. It was upsetting to me. As you can probably tell. Another thing that was upsetting is a couple filmed themselves having adult relations, and I'm using air quotes there, in a Model S while Autopilot was engaged. And then they uploaded it to an adult video website. Um, from what I understand, uh, this was from Fox news, the car was moving. Um, so autopilot was engaged. This is also very dumb. Like this is incredibly selfish. This is incredibly dangerous. You could hurt yourself, somebody else. I mean, it's, it doesn't autopilot is not so good that you can do something like this. It's, it's again, you're doing something very selfish and you could potentially hurt or kill somebody. And I was very um, disappointed because Elon made several poorly veiled off-color jokes about it on Twitter. And really, Elon giving this intention, giving this attention is encouraging or will encourage other people to do the same thing. He should have immediately condemned this act because as soon as somebody's doing this act... Um, and hits somebody and kills themselves or kills somebody else, it's going to come back to these, you know, poorly veiled off-color jokes that he made on Twitter. It's not a good look. They could have really hurt somebody. I did not include a link to the, you know, Adult Relations Act video, but I don't know. The whole thing was, it, it, the whole thing is disturbing to be honest, like there's plenty of other places to do that for thrill and excitement. You don't have to do it and risk other people's lives out there. Um, this is a Reuters article for the people in the United States. If the U.S. and China, they don't figure out this tariff thing soon, we're going to be paying more, not only for EVs and ICE cars, because a lot of components come out of China, we're going to be paying more for nearly everything. And this has already started with steel and aluminum um, aluminum, I think only has a 10% tariff, but still 
this is going to end up costing EV owners or potential EV owners more money because of those tariffs. And the Model 3 computer will be affected by the 25% tariff because it comes from China. Most of the most Tesla items are actually built. Uh, Tesla's like the most American-made car in the United States. Out of all the car manufacturers in the U.S., Tesla has the most parts that are sourced in the U.S., However, this still is going to affect them, and it's going to affect other car manufacturers as well. Phil Dzicki of Electric has the next few stories here. Dyson has filed a patent giving us an idea of what their first electric vehicle is going to look like. Now, if you don't know who Dyson is, they make currently they make hand dryers like you find in you know bathrooms at grocery stores and things like that. They make uh, vacuums, hair dryers fans, everything they make is, for the most part, I've used some of their items. And at the fire station, we had one of their vacuums and it lasted way longer than any other vacuum. So I'd say, you know, the things they make seem to be good quality and they seem to get good reviews. However, they're also very expensive. So I'm sure this car is going to be very expensive. But let's look and see, based on the patent filing, what this car is going to look like. So the front end kind of looks like a Model 3, where it's kind of got that... It, to me, the front end of the Model 3 kind of looks like a shark nose. Like it's got the nose that points out, and then it comes in like the, the mouth of the shark. That's what it looks like to me. So it's kind of got that first, the Model 3 look in the front end. However, the overall look of the car, to me, also looks like a Faraday Future FF91, based on the line drawings in the patent. I would call this car a crossover. It has four doors. It's pretty long, and it has a, a third row seats. I don't know if that's optional or that's going to be standard. Dyson's a really innovative company, and we don't have, like I said, a whole lot more information about this, but I'm sure they're going to come up with something compelling. I'm also sure that whatever they come up with is going to be very expensive because Dyson overcharges for all of their products. Electrify America now has a mobile app to manage charging EVs, and there's some changes. The app is coming to Android and iOS. It'll be out in late May. Sadly, there's no word on a Windows Phone app. I know there's some people out there in a Windows Phone and are just like, shucks. Electrify America has also changed up its pricing structure to include two new membership plans. So users can now locate a charger track a charging session, and pay for a charge through the app, which all of those things make sense and are pretty self-explanatory. The Electrify America Pass plan, users pay the standard per minute charging fee plus a dollar session fee. And the Electrify America Pass Plus plan is a $4 monthly charging fee, and there's a discounted charging per minute fee, but we don't know what that discount is. Right now, users pay between 30 and 35 cents a minute. And, you know, like I said, then the $1 charging fee. So we don't know what that discount looks like. A proposed bill in Illinois would have EV owners paying $1,000 annually to register their EV. This particular fee only applies to electric vehicles. It does not apply to hybrids, which is interesting. And we'll go into that later. HB 3233, if passed, will be used to fund state infrastructure. 
So right now, to register an EV, it costs $17.50, which is, you know, really affordable, to be honest with you. It costs money to build infrastructure and, and maintain it. $17.50 to register each EV probably isn't going to, you know, cover that gap. Let's, I'm being really kind here, so just stay with me. It has also been pointed out that electricity is taxed. Um, I don't know that that's a really good argument because the tax on electricity doesn't necessarily go to the same places that the fuel tax goes to for roads and things like that. So what states, local and federal governments, what they need to do is they need to figure out a fair way to tax EVs but not to gouge them because what this bill is proposing is a gouge. Now, EVs aren't the only ones that are going to be affected. The bill also will also double the cat the gas tax to 44 cents. So right now it's 22 cents a gallon and it'll double if passed to 44 cents a gallon. Other license and registration fees are also going to be increased. So it's, you know, I don't know how much more these fees are going to be increased. If you look at it, the $1,750 to $1,000, that's more than 5,000% increase for the EVs, which is a lot. Pete Sander, president of the Illinois Automobile Dealers Association, said, there's definitely a push because electric vehicles don't pay any taxes. Now, I only I put that in there for a reason, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Taxes, and I've said this on the show before, and I might have said it a little earlier in this article. I can't remember. Taxes are a necessary evil. We need to have nice roads to drive on. Infrastructure is expensive. Makes sense. But do they need to raise that EV fee 5,000% to cover the missing fuel tax revenue? I don't think they do. So I did some calculations. I pretended I lived in Illinois. I put on average 13 gallons of gas in my car a week. So there's 52 weeks in the year. I came up with $150. So if I lived in Illinois, I would pay $150 a year in fuel tax just on my one car that I'd mostly drive. If the new rules go in effect, I would pay $300. So still not ridiculous. I raised the registration fee 1,250% higher than it currently is. It goes from $17.50 to $218.75, but we'll say $220 to make it easy. So you put that $300 tax on top of that $220 registration fee, and you get $520, which is a little less than the $1,000 that they're proposing. Illinois is actually a state that's pushing for lower emissions. Rivion is building their EVs in Illinois. This is insane because the fee could actually cost Rivion sales in Illinois. In the state that they build the car, Rivion might not be able to sell cars there because people are like, you know what? I don't want to pay this ridiculously high fee. So see ya. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Seems like to me the Automobile Association is pushing this agenda because most EVs are not sold at dealerships. Most EVs are sold through web sales like Tesla and Rivian's planning to do and you know Volkswagen is planning on doing some 
sales. And I think the Jaguar I-Pace, you can only buy online. Putting your conspiracy theory hat on, what's the Automobile Association up to? Let's just say it's suspicious. So Zach Estrada, Inside EVs. Rivian CEO RJ Scaringe, I hope I'm saying his name right, is touting the advantage of building a car with a clean slate, meaning they're not handcuffed to any legacy technology or design, which is true. The downside is they don't have the bank balance of a Ford or a VW. Now, granted, they raised a, a good amount of money from you know Ford and Amazon and other companies, but it's going to be a bit harder for them to weather the storm. Like Ford can have a lot of bad years and still be okay. Rivian can have a couple of bad years and then they're just not a business anymore. They get, you know, bought by somebody. I am rooting for them to succeed. However, you know, there's an advantage, there's advantages and disadvantages, I guess, to not having that legacy design and hardware. Mark Kane inside EVs. Workhorse is negotiating to buy the Lordstown, Ohio GM factory, which I think is great. Uh, Lordstown factory is one of those factories that GM is closing and laying workers off. Tesla was said to be interested in factory, but likely passed because, you know, they would have to actually work with unions. And I don't think they would like to do that. And I mentioned that on the show when uh, we were talking about that earlier in the year. Workhorse has been targeting companies with large fleets and has made some deals over the last year. So that's good for them. In addition to fleets, it looks like Workhorse is also targeting people who actually work in construction. It's a good deal for Workhorse. I hope they get it done. That'd be pretty cool. Abner Lee from 9to5Mac. Lyft and Waymo are partnering up in uh, the Phoenix metro area, in the area that I live in. Waymo will put 10 Chrysler minivans on the Lyft network. Waymo says they have a thousand riders a day. Honestly, this surprises me, but they do have a lot of Waymo vans, but that's a lot. I just got, you know, it's interesting. I just got into Waymo one, which I thought I was already in. And uh, now I can bring guests with me, which I've done in the past. And I can officially talk about my experiences in public, which I've already done in the past. I could thought, I thought I could do all of this stuff. Um, Uber would also like to partner with Waymo because obviously at some point Waymo is going to have self-driving vans and, you know, Lyft and Uber don't want to pay a driver. So that'll be a good way for them to get around that, at least until their own self-driving efforts are realized. Fred Lambert of Electric. Last week we talked about Tesla raising capital to keep the company afloat while they're ramping up the Model Y, continuing with the Tesla Semi and Roadster development. So they raised $2.7 billion, adding to the two-ish billion dollars they already had in the bank. Elon put in $25 million of his own money to buy the stock. Also, you know, one of the things I forgot to put in here was Model S and Model X. You know, that redesign, I'm sure that's to retool the Model S and X line. I'm sure that's not cheap. Next up, Simon Alvarez. Tesla will be adding saved driver profiles to phone keys. So the car will adjust itself to the user's preferences. This is something I've wanted in every car that I've bought since this feature existed. My wife is quite a bit shorter than me, so the seat is always too close to the steering wheel. So trying to get into the car can also, well, if I'm not paying attention, can be very painful. It's it's not fun. It's not comfortable. I don't enjoy it. 
However, when it comes time to buy this feature, I never spend, oh, hi, I never spend the extra money because honestly, uh, it's, it's usually way more money for that next upgrade than I'm willing to spend. So I'm glad Tesla is bringing this to their vehicles for no extra charge. That is awesome. Continuing on with Simon Alvarez, Auto Express, a UK magazine, has given the right-hand drive Model 3 a five-star rating. Frankly, I'm not surprised. Uh, everybody seems to love the left-hand drive Model 3, and in reality, the steering wheel is just on the other side of the car, so everybody should love the Model 3 on the right-hand side. Uh, there shouldn't be a big difference. Fred Lambert of Electric Tesla has a new CCS charging adapter for $190. The Model S and Model X are compatible with the adapter. Newer Model S and Xs are compatible with the adapter. Excuse me. Older S and Xs, and they didn't go into how old or how new the where the compatibility line is drawn. But the older models will have to be retrofitted. Initially, the adapter will only be made available in Europe. We don't know about any other uh, territories. Uh, we do know that in North America, Tesla plans on giving Tesla owners access to, uh, what did they say here, compelling networks, but they also said they have nothing to announce at the moment. So, you know, this is kind of where we're at. So hopefully they'll, they'll announce something soon. Fred Lambert at Electric has our next story. A software update has limited the power of Tesla's performance vehicles, some of Tesla's performance vehicles. Some owners noticed that when they push launch or ludicrous mode, they were losing power when accelerating from a standstill. Tesla is working on correcting the issue, and they said that this was not on purpose. So, And that makes sense because I don't know why Tesla would do that on purpose. Why would you make your customer base angry? Continuing on with Fred Lambert. We talked about the Fiat Chrysler emissions standards deal. At first, we thought the deal was going to be worth around $500 million, but now we know it's going to be worth up to $2 billion. Holy smokes, that's a lot of money. That's awesome for Tesla, and hopefully you know, they get that money sooner rather than later. It's not drawn out. Simon Alvarez of Teslarati. Tesla is improving service time by automatically ordering faulty parts when the car detects a problem. This is great. This makes sense. And with any luck, it'll improve. By improve, I mean reduce the amount of time a Tesla needs to spend at the service center. There are many ways Tesla still needs to improve, but I think this is a step in the right direction. Our final story comes from Desha Ferris at Teslarati. Sandy Monroe and Mark Ellis performed a study on the Model 3's electric motor. Now, it's either Monroe or Monroe. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm just going to say Sandy. Sandy is an automotive veteran that frequently tears down cars to analyze them. Ellis is a battery expert. What they found is the Model 3 motor is full of clever engineering. They actually described it as a mystery box. Much of the ingenuity built into the Model 3 is not obvious. They discover new mysteries every day. One example is the disconnect for high voltage. So if the car rolls over, the disconnect experiences a tiny explosion and cuts all power to the car. If the car rolls over, this disconnect blows off, and in theory, there's no electricity flowing through 
the wires that are going up through the A-posts and along the the bottom of the car. So firefighters can cut, spread, and manipulate this car if they need to extricate somebody without fear of being electrocuted. Now, they still have to be careful with the battery, but this is, you know, this is a good thing for firefighters. Now, this is where that those videos I talked about earlier, silicon carbide is used in the inverter converter, and that provides power to the motor. But what is, this is kind of cutting edge. What it does is it creates less heat and is faster than what's found in like Chevy and BMW's vehicles. Early on, Sandy didn't have a lot of good things to say about the Model 3, and especially the fit and finish when it first came out. And he has admitted that he's having to eat a lot of crow when it comes to the Model 3. So their report will be out in a few weeks, and hopefully it'll be publicly made available and it won't be behind a paywall, and I'll take a peek at it. And if it's worth talking about, we'll talk about it on the show. All right, that's the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to enter into the contest, you still can. All you have to do is email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital, and I will put you in, and you can win some really cool NASA stuff that Chip sent in. And what else, what else, what else? Oh, yeah, I think that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at 918digital. And if you just want to chat, shoot me an email. I'm happy to just chat. Have a great week, everybody, and I will talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.